This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. I have many guests today as year three continues the the year three celebration of MBSing. Sure, that's what we'll call it. I took about 34 calls about a month ago on May 25th. These are the last of them, but I do have a few more that'll get released next week because I had some stragglers. May even record one or two more between now and then. Who knows? We'll see. Doing the best we can. First up in this episode is Nick Johnson. Talked to me about a no effects show he recently went to in L.A., Second, Brian Duff talked to me about um, how many questions he takes from people about gluten and other uh, related nutritional things, uh, his schedule of eating during the day, and how each person is really different, so it's hard to nail down what works nutritionally for everyone when we all vary. Um also, special shout out to Eric Schinzer, who was on that call as well. Um, fun to get an extra guest in here uh, when I wasn't expecting it. Third was Claire Friedman, who talked to me about the fact that we recorded her episode like a day or two before she was let go from her old job. Uh, so we talked a lot about drawing how it existed for her old job uh, during the episode and uh, really caught up in this one about how she's worked for a new place since then um, and is still working on her website. That's a thing she's still working on, even though she mentioned it on the podcast. I know how that is. Fourth was Eileen Tull, uh, she, who expressed concerns with being very busy, but very busy with things that you want to do, which I relate to hard how Force Awakens surpassed our expectations and what our expectations are for the upcoming Ghostbusters film. Kevin Budnick, who found a uh, a Nickelodeon magazine and read off um, Kids' Choice Award ballot choices uh, for the year 1998, which is so, so funny. So classic Budnick to find this thing so specifically associated with his topic and uh, bring it to the table and make things fun. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, Aaron Lan, who talked to me about giant ocean worms that have traveled from Japan to LA and are terrifying. Julie Martiano, who also asked me about my dad's performance in Cats. So we talked a little bit about that, even though I'd spent some time with Meg Johns talking about it earlier in the night. (laughs) Go back and listen to that episode, I suppose, if you want more details. I tried to fill in Julie as well. We also talked about how Julie has developed a gluten allergy since she did her episode, so it's changed her relationship with hot dogs. What a tragedy. Then I talked to Mark Coulomb. Uh, We mostly talked about how podcasting feels uh, three years into a project and still being a weekly thing and um, how it can change and how he doesn't do as much anymore. But he also, like, lives in Denver and professionally works for the Nuggets. And we got to hang out last weekend, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, 
seems like life is pretty good and uh it's just nice to know that there's um things that you know working hard can lead you to and uh the end of this call sounds pretty shitty and i apologize for it because though i have been podcasting for a long time i have not used skype very much and it had changed since the last time i used it and uh there's like a 10 minute limit on calls and the way that i was using to record so i apologize for the last minute or so of that audio as it will sound funky and distorted you'll still be able to hear us um and feel free to skip it because it's like not that important last but certainly not least i had to skip him as we were going through calls but i caught him at the end lee russell talked to me about some of his favorite uh horror type movies um, that he had seen since we did the episode. I talked to him about having seen t- 10 Cloverfield Lane. If you haven't seen that, you might want to skip the part where we get to it because we do get like slightly, slightly spoilery. We do also talk about Black Mirror, which I love. He recommends The Invitation, Green Room, and The Lobster, which I still have not seen any of, but at least plan to get to The Green Room and Lobster. Um, so that is the episode. Quick plugs before I let you go have some incredible your stories uh going on on the nerdalogs website which is also a part of the chicago podcast co-op that this podcast mbsing is a part of so listen to both of these shows rate them on itunes uh, write reviews it helps other people uh find the shows and find the chicago podcast co-op and helps our supporters and um uh, what is it called? Sponsors. The people who are sponsors for our show. It helps them because other people listen and find out who they are. And they're cool, man. We get cool sponsors. It's exciting. Um, I will be doing the Cards Against Humanity late night show at the I.O. this Saturday night, June 25th at midnight. I haven't done one of these in a while, but man, they're so much fun. So there, I know that there are still tickets left now if you're listening to this on the day it's released. So if you'd like to come to that, I encourage you to do so. They're so much fun. We'll take suggestions for cards from the audience. We'll also kind of play the game uh, out as improvisers. It sounds weird. But man, it, it makes the game so funny because you kind of get to actually play out the scenarios that you uh, play on the table. But in actuality, with funny people making jokes and stuff, that sounds nebulous and weird, but I promise it's a good time. Also a good time, the Fishbowl at the Annoyance every Thursday night at 9.30, hosted by Sight Unseen, my improv group. If you are a student of improv, that is of special note to you. If you're not necessarily a student, but just looking for a stage to get back up onto, I'm telling you, come put any kind of ID in the bowl, your state ID, some other old improv student ID, I don't really care, and we'll uh, see, give you the opportunity to play with some Annoyance teachers, and other uh, performing veterans there. Last but certainly not least, I am. Uh, I wrote a show that Claire from this episode is actually in and uh, designed a wonderful uh, poster for and helped me do punch-up for called Generation Gap that previews next Tuesday, the 28th at 8 o'clock in the small theater at the Annoyance Theater. Uh, if you'd like to check that out, you have six weeks, six total opportunities, including that first preview. 
and I strongly encourage you to do so. If you like this, if you like listening to me talk to people, then you'll probably like that. It's really just a fictionalized account of me talking to um, partially fictionalized family members and friends uh, over the course of a narrative show. Does that make sense? Kind of. Not really. Check it out. Annoyancetheater.theannoyance.com theannoyance.com. If you go to annoyancetheater.com, it'll redirect you. Fun fact. Anyway, that's plenty. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. How's it going? Do you have anything you specifically want to talk about? I do. Are we Are we rolling? Let's roll, baby. I went to see NoFX uh, a handful of months ago. They did a show uh, in L.A. that was a uh, anniversary of the record label that Fat Mike started. Oh, cool. Record. Fat and, Records, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, Fat, fat Rec Chords, W-R-E-C-K-C-H-O-R-D-S. Got it, got it, got it. And, uh, and no, yeah, it, it, was, it, was it really cool. ties together the, like, no FX, like, everything's got to be just, like, a little a little witty for these guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if witty's the right word, but, <laughs> but goofy and or dumb, which <laughs> sums me up perfectly, so I'm on board. <laughs> uh, fair, uh, all good points. So they uh, they had a bunch of bands that, like, in my teenage years, I listened to a ton, and most of which have kind of fallen off of my regular rotation. Okay. Uh, but, uh, of course, No Effects themselves headlined the uh, the whole shebang. Right. Uh, actually, let me, I want to remember what all was there, because there was some really great stuff, like bands that I never thought I'd ever see. Um, that that was really quite a treat to go and see. Um, and while I'm pulling that up, I I, uh, I went to it by myself. I bought two tickets like a like a dummy, thinking, oh, of course, somebody will want to go to an all day long punk show in the middle of the week that starts at like two p.m. or even earlier. But also, like, what? How telling of their demographic that they were like, yeah, this will work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, real weird. It was That's real so weird funny. All, all around, but um, yeah, I went. I went to it. Oh, it was, oh, it was almost a year ago at this point. I didn't realize it was. Wow. I mean, you were one of my first, very first guests. So anything that you've done since then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, this this was uh, this started promisingly, but just oh, it was a disaster. But really. Oh yeah! Oh so, no! Yeah, so I went by myself, and I I managed to sell one of the, uh, the other ticket. Right. Um, but I sold it for significantly less than it was worth, of course. <laughs> right. Um, and then I go by myself, and uh, I'm uh, I'm seeing a, a lot of the openers were bands I didn't know, but then there was uh, Swing and Utters, which was great. Strung Out was great. Lagwagon was was great. Face to Face was great. And these are all bands that, like, again, like I really stopped listening to but and still own these are all bands as far as i'm concerned that you could be making up their names <laughs> right and then i saw <laughs> and then i saw wing dingle okay uh, okay <laughs> and then fortner was, was a really solid show uh, um, <laughs> and, uh no effects is headlining and they're about to go up and um of course the crowd is like filled out over the course of the day sure and um, I got there so early and um, stood right up in front watching a bunch of bands I didn't know and then bands I did, uh, all for the sake of... I've never actually been right up front for a no effects show before. I'm always sure. like, 
in the pit and whatnot. Right. And, um, uh, like, literally minutes before they're about to go on, like, three minutes before they're going to go on, um, uh, I feel, like, a little, like, splash against the back of my leg. No. And, um, people spill drinks all the time, and, like, I'm I'm used to it. It's not a big deal. I've, like, I've been filthy in shows before, but right. I, I feel a little splash and I ignore it, but then I keep feeling the splash. No. And so I look down and I, I see like a, this, this is like, this is all over the course of like half a second. No. But it's like super slow motion at the time. I look down and I see the stream and like my eyes follow the stream up and there's, uh, the stream's coming from the dick. Oh. And then I stop from the dick up. And as if the guy had been, like, tracking my eyes the entire time, like, I feel like he and I both discovered this happening at the same time because there was no life in this guy's eyes. Oh, <laughs> Mike. I mean, how could there have been? He couldn't have consciously be been pissing on you. Right, right. He, he was obliterated. Oh, was my God. So like, in a, in a cartoon almost, like, both of us tracked all the way up at the exact same time, and our eyes met at the same time, and, like, I, I had a realization of what was happening, but he... No. And so I just, I just like, go, are you fucking kissing right now? And I, I step out of the way, and I push him a little bit, and he stumbles. And um, uh, he, he zips up immediately after that. And uh, I, I start, like, just saying, like, what the fuck, what the fuck? And people are turning and looking, and uh, I'm getting people's attention. They're going, like, well, what happened, what happened? I said, this guy is pissed on me. And um, so, like, this <laughs> this circle opens up where all of the piss puddle is. No. And it's an indoor venue, which is... Oh, my crazy. God. I was imagining all this happening outside. This is even no, worse. No, this is at the, uh, the Hollywood Palladium. Uh, and, and so this circle opens up around the piss puddle and somebody flags down one of the security guards that's just over the barrier in between oh. like where the crowd is and the stage and this lady uh, like a minute later comes over with a mop this poor lady who's like on janitorial service at the place and she she mops up the piss and at this point the guy was long gone he, he of course almost immediately yeah i mean uh, that at that point he's only going on instincts and instincts in that situation are flight <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> around and, and uh, rightfully so, because all the people around me, as I'm like describing what happened, they're like, "Dude, this is a punk rock show. Punch him in the face." Oh my that's, god! That's just not. I don't have that in me. Yeah, of course. I, Thank I goodness that. that like you didn't have to get in a fight with someone who pissed on you. Right, and it's like I'm just about to be like front oh. row for my favorite band. I'm not no. about to get myself kicked out. I waited all day to see them. No, I spent quite as much as I should have to see them. So this lady mops up, and they, and they uh, the the whole uh, crowd around me applauds her. One guy even tips her, which is cool. Yeah, uh, and then she takes off, and like just like the moment that she walks away. Uh, the uh, no effects walks out and, <gasps> and starts to play, um, and so the timing was perfect uh, <laughs> for, for her because she would have gotten murdered if Crushed. she stayed in. Um, and uh, so I I didn't like do much in the pit. I tried to like hold my ground up front, and I, I did an okay job of it. But I was going to uh, ask, did I you actually get to stand in the front? I, I did, yeah. I, I was I was like one person back at this point because of the piss puddle. Oh. So people took advantage of it and didn't care if they were walking through it. So they just, they 
cut up in front, which, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I went in the pit a little bit, for the, but for the most part, I was right up front. But a couple songs deep, uh, I, the, the guy who peed on me is, is in the pit, uh, unaware of what's going on. No. And around, and uh, he was never close enough to me where I could take advantage of the fact where it's like... You could, like, pitting people. rush him, yeah. So I, I never got my revenge, but I, I went home at just miserable and uh i had biked so like i'm biking and i still have like piss in my shoe and i i get home and i leave my shoes out on the porch because i don't know what to do with them yeah uh, and i didn't want to touch them they were there for like for weeks because i just didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah because you're just like fuck you piss shoes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's more or less how that story ends but that uh, that that was the i'm looking on my uh, very anal record of every show right. I've ever seen, and that was uh, the eighth time I've seen No Effects, and by far the worst. No. They also they didn't even play like many of their their. Um, well, I mean, they played like they probably did like a twenty five minute set. They played like a, such a short set. That sucks uh, for a festival they, that they, they were like headlining. Like two or three of the songs that you need the you need them to play, but they otherwise didn't really play anything interesting. Um, it was just like disappointing all around. I think they were just there to celebrate and party, so they just got on and off stage so fast. That it was, sucks. It was it was crummy. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I'm also sorry that I have to let you go. And no, I understand. I I, I, I rambled on for a while. It's but, okay. Uh, I'm glad we got the piss story in there, and I'm glad that I was a part of one of the better no effects experiences that you've had. I would argue you might have been part of the best. Hell yeah! Because I saw the first time I saw them do the decline might be the best one. Right. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump saw. to that conclusion, but I knew it had to be up there. Yeah, yeah. When I saw them in Buffalo, I think that might have topped it just by a hair. But uh, being at that show with a, with a group of people that I love to be around uh, easily puts it into the top two for sure. I'm glad. I love you, buddy. I'm glad I get to see you soon. I love you, too. I'll be there in a couple of days. Hell yeah, let's party. I'll piss on your leg. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Oh, hell yeah. Bry, baby. Hell yeah. How's it? This is Eric Schindler. What? Hell yeah. Yeah, but the... uh, Phone quality is really good, and my speakerphone flip phone on the corner of Clark and Belmont. <laughs> it sounds pretty good, actually. I've been pleased. Uh, there, there have been a couple, but this one sounds better than some of the others, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you boys oh, doing? Well. So, anyway, you know, we're just out here. We're talking about how, um, like, this is. I know that. Uh, people, a lot of people probably listen to your podcast, but I want to say something very clearly to your listeners. It's 2016, people. You are, if you're not making content, what are you doing with yourself? It's 2016. Make content. Good content. Great content. Who cares? Just find it. People will find it. If you make content, they will find it. If it's good content, they will find it. People will make your content. You just have to make content. <laughs> what are we doing right now? We're making content. We're making content. I've been making content for uh, <laughs> since 5 p.m. Dang, you must be exhausted. 
It's been really fun. It's been going very fast. I think if I had tried to give myself breaks, that's when I would have felt tired. But because I didn't, I'd just been powering through. Yeah, well, keep powering through, sister. Uh, do you do you want to touch on um, any of the things that you feel like people uh, ask you about a lot if they've listened to the episode? Oh, yeah, that's funny. I was saying a little while ago um, when I was begging you to take me back on your podcast, <laughs> I was willing to do anything. And you were like, no, 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 no. I don't do that. Mama's got standards. And I was like, come on, please. So I'm glad You're to be back. Monster. I don't care. What? You're a monster. I am a monster. But you know what? Monsters can make content, too. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. I get asked about it every two weeks or so. So I I, I guess that's kind of nice. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, what do I know? Um, so I think it's more a tribute to how respected and... Um, appreciated your podcast is your podcast is really great and I'm just honored to be a part of it and at the end of the day you make really good content <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you um, for the sincere parts and uh, say that um, once I get this bad boy into mothership status like Bill Simmons yep. Then you know it's gonna you're gonna be getting questions like every hour, probably every ten minutes. You know, like I'll hire a customer service staff. I think it'll be terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think I will listen back to it and stuff. I think uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm still kind of holding steady with a lot of what I held to, um, but uh, yeah, I get asked about. gluten a lot, and then yeah. I get asked um, like what my day would look like, because I don't know if I got too much into it, but um, yeah, so anyway, those are the things I get asked about the most, like what my actual eating day is like, so do you want to, anyway. do you want to talk about what your actual eating day is like? Oh, sure, well, yeah, to touch on gluten real quick, I think I will, if just these people worried, if people always ask about this gluten allergy, and it's understandable, but it is also a real thing, um, but the source of it is that humans, and I'm not an expert or anything, and you have to have certain licenses to give nutritional advice, so I'm not trying to do that right. uh, any, to any of the bureaucrats who are listening to this trying to bust my balls. And Eric important has, distinction. Eric has to go. He's going to say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, Mary Beth. Happy MBS in 100 years more, 100 years of forever, forever, all MBS in 100 years. Thank you, Eric. Look up Eric Schindler. He's one of the best. I really like him, and I'm really glad that I got to know him and that he's been on the show. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, and and that he got a little uh, he got a little cameo in your uh, scheduled time. Yeah, I was proud about that. (laughs) I actually was. I apologize. I'm out and about. I expected that I would have been home by now, but that's okay, my friend. I talked to somebody who was in an Obervice earlier. Whoa. Yeah. I am on um, a glamorous DTA bus, so I hope that counts for something. I think it absolutely does. (laughs) So, okay. So, to reiterate what I was saying about Putin is I think the fundamental uh, thing that's not discussed when people talk about Putin allergies is that at the end of the day, human beings can get allergic or develop allergies to anything if they eat it enough. Yeah. Chelsea Devante has a really funny line in the, in the most recent main stage where she says she forced herself to be intolerant to gluten. It's like really, I think it's a great, brilliant, but it's also really true because, you 
you know, I have a friend, my friend Travis, who just recently, um, who, for all disclosure, is a bodybuilder. Wow. Um, Travis. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not name-dropping. I'm trying to give you context. <laughs> actually, was getting sick lately, and he couldn't figure out why. This was a few weeks ago, and he figured out he developed an allergy to chicken breast. Whoa! Because as a bodybuilder, that's typically like a big staple and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he eats a ton of it. Yeah, so his, eventually his body was just kind of like, I can't do this anymore, bro. Dang! So if you have any friends who are vegan, they typically develop gluten allergies. Not typically, but they do develop gluten allergies, um frequently because they tend to rely on getting more carbs-based protein, um, yeah, or, or carbs or wheat in general, and it's specifically, um, if you eat any of this, like, seitan or any sorts of, like, fake wheat protein that, you right. know, meant to be a meat substitute, right. then there's, like, concentrated doses of gluten. There's anything that's going to give you an allergy of something, like, a direct shot that's, like, not at all a natural occurring instance of gluten, you know? Right. So... Um, I still, you know, only, um, I, I was much more strict about it for a while, and now I find that, like, you know, once a week I have, like, a little treat. Ooh. Yeah, it's real fine, and it feels nice, and what do you, no problems there. You treat yourself to, like, some sort of gluten food, or? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of funny, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, Dave Marr has this funny rant about, like, uh, like a cheat day, like how you save up for Saturday, but like, sometimes you get high on Wednesday, and then you, uh, you know, then you have, like, a little bit of a cheat day early, so then you do less of a cheat day on Saturday. And right. Doing his bit, his bit justice a few years old. But, That's funny. Um, yeah, so I try, to, I try to wait to just, like, Friday night and have whatever sounds good, if it's pizza or, I don't know, waffles or cinnamon rolls or something fun. Because the flip side of that is what happens with a lot of people, and it was happening to me, too, is if you don't introduce something to your body ever, then you then suddenly reintroduce it, then it will make you sick. Oh, sure. People That's like six months, no gluten, and then they have it again. Like, I feel awful. And you like, don't want to, like, OD. not necessarily ever eat those kinds of things again, so a yeah. nice little treat actually keeps you from getting super sick if you try to do that down the line. Yeah, nice little treat. And at the end of the day, it's all about having as much variety in your diet as, as possible and everything in moderation, including moderation, you know. So, um, so yeah, so that's one thing. So I know that there's been a lot of, like, it's still a controversial topic, but um, anyway, I, I was always kind of in the middle of the road with food, and there's a lot of people. At the end of the day, this is what I was coming, well, I'll come back to, too, is, like, well, how does it make you feel? Like, I talk to people all the time who ask me stuff, and I, I don't know, you know, I don't mean to be an expert. I really don't intend to be that, I promise. Um, sure. I, I don't... I'm not, a, I'm not a, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't mean to presume anything or whatever, but people ask me these questions all the time, and they'll ask sure. me things like, hey, man, now when I have, like, a glass of milk, it makes my stomach hurt really bad, and then I get really sick. <laughs> what do you think I should do? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I think you should not have milk anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, you are always being having that kinetic sense of, of checking in and saying, how do I feel right now? Like, how does that make you feel? I'm not talking about being a hypochondriac. Just being a, generally aware of, like, oh, yes. You know, people like, oh, I can't eat spicy food before bed. It's like, okay, well, then don't do that. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So the same kind of thing goes with my daily eating. I didn't really talk much about um, fasting when I was on last time. Right. But, I remember touching on it a little. Um, right. I wanted to reiterate, and this is a very tricky topic as well, but, you know, obviously I don't advise people to 
people or had like any clients or I'm not like a nutritionist or whatever, but my sure. guess, oh, I do have, I, what I have found and what I have found as well um, with the experts I do trust is that fasting is a practice I do every day. I only eat pretty much between like a six to eight hour window. Um, uh, so it would look like basically skipping breakfast and having just a very light lunch. Um, so it's just like vegetables and fruits. And then if I'm going to train in the evening, I might have a bowl of oatmeal uh, just to get some carbs before I train. And then, you know, then after I train, I'll have like a big meal um, and just eat as much as I want pretty much. But, um, yeah, so just kind of having that kind of eating window and then that's basically like a fast. Other people do it differently. Well, they'll just take a 24-hour period once a week where they don't eat anything. Right. And I've done that too. And that's pretty great well, uh, it works great for me. I just kind of have a lot more energy when I'm not eating and walk down and having a light lunch and just, you know, it helps me sleep at night when I have basically um, a big old full tummy. And, uh, <laughs> so this is something that, an interesting caveat about it, that it goes back to what I was saying about like, well, how does it make you feel? And that's basically my only advice for people is, okay, well, if you feel great eating pasta five times a day, then go for it, dude. I don't really care. Right. Um, uh, so what I have found through people I know and, and you know, basic other evidence is that right. fasting is something that typically works for males better than it does for females. Now, I know that's tricky to acknowledge that there are differences between, like, the sexes, like basic gender differences. And I, for full disclaimer, because... Uh, Daddy's been roasted by Gawker before. Uh, <laughs> for podcast. Like, obviously, uh, for the record, I am like a feminist. Gawker, Good. Please. But I do think that to, um, to a certain extent, to ensure that sexes are treated equally is to acknowledge that they sometimes face different That's um, fair. Yeah. So I, I think, think that's really that fair. Basically, what I'm dancing around is like menstruation. So, uh, <laughs> obvious fact of life that I've never had to experience. Right, and, right. Uh, I'm very lucky. And, you know, uh, it's not a detriment to my productivity and, you know, my health and all sorts of other reasons. Yeah, I felt like real total garbage this past Sunday because of that. Like, I was tired and bloated and I felt terrible. So, I can yeah, speak to that being a factor in one's life. <laughs> Well, I just want you to know, and I want Gawker to know that I'm an ally, so... I appreciate that. But so, anyway, um, so, yeah, essentially, you know, that is how bodies are wired, and I think also because typically it has a negative effect if women are taking any sort of um, pain medication to regulate that, everyone knows that it's possible to do on an empty stomach. Oh, so, sure. There, that's another complication, but also it just seems to be that the research is showing that it's not something that works as well for um, for for women. They don't feel as well. That they don't get as much better results uh, as men do. And, and um, that's just and fasting in general. Um, yeah, exactly. That's so interesting. So, so yeah. So, so the other thing too is that they're finding is that like all this research that was started with like, hey, you should have like six small meals a day, which used to be all the fat, um, and you know. They find that, like, oh, wait, but how does this research contradict that? And it's like, well, it doesn't contradict that. It's just, like, that was very, that is something that's very true. And right. And be very true for females, less true for males. And there are these kind of differences. But the general point I'm trying to make is that uh, everyone is different and everyone has different considerations, genetics, you know, family origin, uh, you know, different types of allergies that run in your family or blah, 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 or circumstances or how much sleep you're 
getting or blah, 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 or what time of day it is, that's going to influence everything. And uh, it's really just kind of up to you to kind of to figure out these Feel out what feels good. Yeah. Word, my dude. Anyway, so that was my uh, my long rant. Your, your update. I appreciated it. It was great. It was... So, anyway, that, that, there's always going to be another study that comes out that says, look, this works for this group of people. And it's right. Like, well, you can always find something that works for group of people. Just find something that works for you. And um, obviously it takes some trial and error, but you got to do it every day. You know, just figure it out sooner than you think. So... I don't know. I'm not, I don't know anything, but. Um, I think that you, the idea that you are informed about it at all and uh, know what kinds of things have worked for you and uh, what haven't, what hasn't is um, still, you know, worthy of putting out into the ether as your experience. Oh, well, excellent. Thank you. I, <laughs> I hope it was good content. I think it was great content, and I think because it's 2016, people are going to find it. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> I got to let you go, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you. Call the next person. Uh, have the most fun. Get some sleep. I will. I love you, and I mean it. All right. I love you, too. Come dry your eyes. You know you a star. You can touch the sky. I know that it's hard, but you have to try. If you need advice, let me simplify. In theory, it was a good idea, and in practice, I was nervous, and in actuality, uh, it's been really fun, if hectic. <laughs> yeah, dude. How are you? What do you want to talk hey, about? Man, I was just listening to some of my episodes, and you know what I realized? What's up? We recorded that in your kitchen... The night before I was fired. Yeah. I remember that. I just realized that. I remember that you'd gotten fired between when we recorded the show and when I released it, but I don't know if I knew it was the night before. Oh, yeah, because we were. We. It it was a Tuesday night, right? Yeah. I got fired on a. Probably. Or, you know what? I got fired on Thursday. It got posted. Here we go, here we go. It got posted on Wednesday. Right. I got fired Thursday because I looked at that and I was like, oh, it was posted December 11th. I lost my health insurance on the 13th because the company was shitty. <sighs> I still can't believe. That's how I remembered. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a very tumultuous week because that was also the, meet, the week I met Brad, who I now live with. Hello. A lot of big things happen. And I got my new job, for that matter. Yeah, wait, yeah, because did you tell the story that Sunday at your stories yeah, about losing not, your job? I can't believe... That Sunday at your stories. I can't believe that you met Brad and got your job at Cards in the same... And lost your job, for that matter, in the same week that we recorded the show. Yeah, dude. Um, so your life got like drastically different immediately after yeah. we recorded. That that episode is like a relic of a right turn. <laughs> That's so funny and weird. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, the last of that of that moment. A very specific timestamp. Yeah. So that's funny. So yeah, I mean, I was just uh. One of my resolutions uh, that weekend 
was to get my website up, which I was just working on um, right before I called you. So that went great. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you're getting to it. Yeah, I'm getting to it. You're getting to it. <laughs> Brother. Anyway, I don't know. How are you? I'm good. Um, This has been... This has made me think about, like, time passing and where I was, like, when I talked to each of these people. Like, much like we've just done, that seems to be a, a pretty common theme in these conversations. Um, so that's been, it's been really weird, like, <laughs> to have, yeah, uh, sure. to have, like, that intense of a, a check-in, um, uh, with so many different people but it's been really fun like it's so it feels very like philosophical and uh it makes you it makes one question things but also go like you know what like things are pretty good <laughs> I don't necessarily We're long okay. yeah like I also live with the person that I've started dating since I started doing this show. Um, Hell yeah, dude. He called in a while ago. And it was oh, just, yeah, I was going to ask if you made him call in or if he could just like walk up to you. Uh, Unless you're at the office. I am at the office, but he did call from okay. our apartment. <laughs> nice. He he wanted Hell to call. Yeah. I was going to tell him that we could just do like a separate little recording, but he wanted to be a part of it, which made me happy. That's very cute. He's a cutie. He's a keeper. I think I'm going to keep him yeah. around. Mm, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> sounds like pretty, pretty okay idea. Uh, do you have any specific insights uh, on like your life in drawing since we've done the podcast? Yeah, you know what? Um, this is also kind of a recent... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll relate this. Uh, this is kind of a recent thing. I did my first actual, like, produced by a gallery show. Fuck yeah. Like, last month. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, sold art, and it really kind of, like, kicked my ass about it, because I was like, oh, man, people want this, and I don't need to sell it for a million dollars. I can sell it for an amount that, like, covers my costs and will make people happy. That's It'll make me happy. So Awesome. That is... Yeah, that was really nice. I think a combination of, like, getting to be part of that and, like, a lot of cajoling from said very hyper-supportive of art boyfriend. Aww. Like, yeah, it's a running joke that, uh... Sorry, he just walked by and gave me the middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) Middle finger to him, too. Yeah, man. I should get Uh, him on the show at some point. Yeah, he hung up a bunch of, uh, he found a bunch of my skeleton paintings from college and hung them up. That's and it awesome. Was a joke that, like, no other woman could ever come into this room because they would just, like, be freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you... I was like, those skeletons were sitting in a basement. Right. That's so funny. That's very nice. I like so, yeah, that. So there's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of my actual art hanging now and uh, around the place I live, which has never happened before. That's fucking that. awesome, Claire. <laughs> yeah, isn't it yeah. really? Should... Isn't it really delightful yeah. to have someone who like really encourages you to do things and is more supportive of you than you can be of yourself at times? Yes, 
That's such a beautiful way to. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I will convey that. So, mad shout out to Brad Einstein. Hell yeah. Zach Bart to put together that gallery show. And Ed Soderberg, who bugs me at least once a week about getting my website up so he can buy something first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he. And I and Nora and Finn all went and bought a bunch of hockey equipment for Eric last weekend and surprised him. And his voice was like two octaves higher than it usually is for like the entire time. He was just so surprised. Like he was just, it was just genuine surprise. Like, and it was the best because those people are so fucking nice and they just like want to support things that people do that make them happy and god shout out to ed soderberg and nora seidman is that how you pronounce her last name uh yeah and and danny and guess what and Those danny best also came to the art show i was in of course they did they're they like i just they they're so supportive so uh like seemingly blindly and uh, I'm even like I'm getting like choked up thinking about it because I just I couldn't believe just like walking around those the fucking play it again in Morton Grove that <laughs> like they gave me a ride to um, that and and we were only there because they wanted to to see that guy on the ice next to him that 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 man it just was overwhelmingly uh, uh, supportive and happy. Yeah, so if I talk about, or if I ever do MBSing again, I want to talk about Ed and Danny and Nora. Love <laughs> and it. How great they are. Love it. They're who I love. Love it. I love <laughs> that so much. And they're precious gems, and we must hold on to them forever. <laughs> we must. We must shower them with praise and gifts. Yes, we love you. All right. Yeah, I got my nice bye. call booping in. I love, it, dude. I love you happy, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a supporter throughout all of that. Of course, dude. Bye, babe. Love you. I mean that. What's up, Eileen? How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm good, man. This has been... Uh, this has been really joyous. Like I'm just talking to a lot of people that I have a lot of love and respect for, and all the conversations have been really interesting and in depth. But I want to know how you are. I want to talk to you because I got you now. Yeah, you got me. Hold on, I'm in a Walgreens right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just started vacuuming. I don't know where, I think it's their vacuuming above me. Um, anyway, this is, yeah, my life is going great. I'm in a Walgreens. <laughs> um, no, but it's good. I am super busy, but I'm, you know, I'm really doing all the things that I want to be doing. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because I feel like I'm often super busy with things that I feel obligated to do, or that it's like, oh, I this will make a difference if I do this, sure. you know, sure, sure, one, sure. one night coffee shop, not paid thing that nobody really is paying attention to. Yeah. Yes, I'm putting more time into things and I'm, yeah, I think it's just working smarter. Good for you, man. I saw yeah. you're, you're going to put your, uh, bad dates back up. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing a couple of performances here. Um, I did three this weekend, and then I have one coming up, uh, I think, by the time that this goes on, it'll be over. But it, you know, May yeah. 31st. Uh, yeah. And then heading out to Dallas to do the Dallas Solo Festival. That's so cool. Yeah, it's the very beginning of June, so I'm really excited. I've never been to Dallas. I've never performed there. Yeah, so it'll be a really, really cool experience. That's awesome. I'm so, like, I just get so jazzed when I think about people like yourself just working hard and making things happen for themselves and, like you said, like, being busy doing things that are what you want to do and just making it, making it happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I know that I would love to talk about The Force Awakens. <laughs> Let's do it, man. I got, like, can you, what a lifetime ago. I know. Like, to think that we just had all these, you know, like, you had your tickets bought and nothing else. Right. Right. I had no idea, like, what was going to happen to me. Right. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was, I mean, it, it, it was amazing and it really fulfilled every expectation that I had and surpassed a lot of those expectations Yes, I kind of just sort of went in with like hope but not like I think a lot of people went in with like okay impress me and I feel like whenever you go into a situation with a chip on your shoulder you're gonna end up disappointed of course yeah I feel like as a Star Wars fan you I just feel like the smartest way to go into it was with lowered expectations. Well, and not even like lowered expectations, but just like openness. Sure. Because I think people were like, this is going to happen, and I want this to happen, and I want my, my character to do this. Sure. And I was like, you know, you just got to be open to, they're going to take it wherever they're going to take it. Sure. You know, they're just going to, they're trying to tell a new story. They're not necessarily trying to impress you. Steve, you know. <laughs> That's what I do about Ghostbusters, too. Everyone is like, oh, it's not what I think Ghostbusters should be. And like, Who gives well. a shit? <laughs> right. They have, no, they have responsibility to tell a story well and, frankly, to sell a movie, but they don't have responsibility to make sure that you personally get your dreams fulfilled and, you know, really get your rocks off. It's yeah. Like, they're going to do what they're going to do. The most frustrating thing about that whole situation to me is people getting angry about a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. Like, that aspect of it, like, saying things like, the trailer looks bad. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you get to, com- you get to complain about something when you've seen it. Like, yeah. fuck off. God, it makes yeah. me so angry. Because there were people who didn't like Star Wars, and I'm like, you have every right to say that because sure. you thought it wasn't your speed. Sure. But and the thing with the thing with Ghostbusters is so silly to me is people keep being like, oh man, they're gonna rely on all that slapstick comedy, like in the trailers. And I watched the trailer like five or six times, and I'm like, if you look at the definition of slapstick humor, which is like broad physical comedy, and there's not a lot of intelligence behind a joke it's very right. much like a sight gag with a big physical moment the trailer has like two and a half moments of that <laughs> out of minutes and minutes of footage and jokes and yeah yes god so the idea a movie. That you're like, oh, slapstick i'm like you don't even know what that means first of all uh, like google a video uh, like watch some friggin' Marx Brothers before you open your stupid YouTube mouth. <laughs> like, oh, that's not even an accurate 
criticism. It's <sighs> maddening, man. It's really yeah. maddening. Yeah. But Star Wars. But Star Wars. Um, it was no, it was so good. The experience of seeing it, like, the Thursday night, 10 o'clock show. Uh-huh. It was so amazing. And I just, I mean, you're in a theater with people and, like, who everyone is there. Everyone has bought into this world, like, you know, people are cheering, people are crying. Mm. Oh, Oh, God, I cried so much. It was, oh, my gosh, I started crying when the Jungle Book preview came on. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even make it to the movie. No, because I was like, my childhood, oh, my God. That's so Um, funny. My favorite moment, such a visceral moment, was when, (laughs) this is the first time I've seen it in the theater, you know, the lightsaber is in the snow. Kylo Ren is, like, reaching for the lightsaber. And this person just goes, nah, bitch. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And then when it flies into Ray's hand, I just, like, that's my moment to just, like, all right. We're, we're, we're going to stop now that's for, like, an hour. Adorable. Oh, man, I love that so much. It was so, uh, and then I saw it New Year's Eve. I think that was, like, the third time I'd seen it. Mm-hmm. And I saw it with, like, a bunch of my college girlfriends were in town. And then, like, my, like, group of, my tight group of friends in Chicago, like, we all were there together. So it was, like, all of these people who I love, who love me, like, celebrating the end of this year. And we all, like, we all watched it together. And I was like, this is such an emotional experience. And during the Han Solo scene... Mm which is hard to talk about. Mm. But there's a moment where, like, I mean, I'm just going to say it's a spoiler alert right now, folks. Spoiler, like, spoiler. Cover your ears and cry your little eyes out if you can't handle hearing about it or if you haven't seen it, which Skip ahead. not help you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so the lightsaber, like, goes into his body, and there's, like, a big swelling of music, and everybody's like, no. And then there's a moment like where the music cuts out and he puts his hand on Ben Solo's face. Mm-hmm. And at that moment in the theater I was in, a child cried out in the back, like, oh. so it was this horrifying oh. moment. Oh like, my God. And, and I just like, Oh I, my God. I have chills. I think I, I don't, I, I think I just started screaming. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> what I did. You blacked oh, out. It was so emotional. Oh, like, was, my God. I mean, I'm an emotional person, and I've had lots of emotional experiences in my life, but I really think that is, like, the most, just the most. Different. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Yeah. Man, that is, I cannot imagine. I can't. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I need to sit down in this all That's how much it affected me. Uh, <coughs> my goodness. Yeah, every every viewing was really special. I thought seven times to respect. In theaters? Episode seven. Oh, episode you know, seven. Gotta. It's instructions, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got to, my whole family went and saw it. Like, almost everybody in my, uh, my nuclear family went to see it together, and that was so great, and just, uh, yeah, it was it was so good, and I'm so excited for, you know, Rogue One and Episode Eight, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's do this, let's do it. 
All right, man. Uh, sounds good to me too. I gotta let you go. My next bud's calling. This was yeah. so fantastic. I'm glad we got to talk about this, and I hope I get to see you soon. Yes, let's do that. Thanks so much, Eileen. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. I do my head talk. How's it going? Is there anything specific you want to chat about? Yeah, well, since it was uh, since it's the third anniversary, and I did the episode that you did with Trin. Yes. Uh, and I did sort of that like weird little quiz. I was like, I should do something. Like, I yeah. Something. Uh, and I like so I went and I dug out a bunch of old Nickelodeon magazines. I love that. <laughs> and I've just been like pouring over them for the last like 15 minutes and like getting really emotional about them really because well they're just like super packed with cool stuff like just like the commercial set <laughs> no there's like literally there's like a billion things on every page that'll just like trigger super nostalgia like there's an ad for kids songs and like uh I'm flipping through it. There's an interview with Penn and Teller or an Stein uh, sneak peek. Like, very weird. That's so funny. Um, what do you, uh, is there anything? Oh, yeah, oh, the thing that I had. Okay, <laughs> one, one issue I have is from uh, April 1998. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell's on the cover. Wow. And it's because she was going to host the Kids' Choice Awards that April. Sure. April yeah. So, like, almost, several, like, how many years ago is that? Uh, 18. 14 years yeah. ago. Wait, you said 98? Yeah, 98. Yeah, like 18 oh, yeah, years it ago. Oh, yeah, 18 years ago, right? Yeah. I did backwards math. <laughs> I know what you mean, and I followed it, and... <laughs> uh, okay, so, so the, the, uh, like, the, the issue has a ballot for, the, like, you can vote and, like, mail it in. Oh, for the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, so I, what I thought we could do is just go through the ballot and vote for our favorites. I love this. You always bring in the heat. <laughs> and I, I have... I have the Wikipedia open for like we can figure out what the what the who actually won, but I think it would be more fun if we just picked which ones we think would, should have won. I absolutely agree. I I like I like both, like picking a should have and then finding out who won. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right, so kids' choice ballot. This is so funny. All right, I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go backwards the way the Oscars do it. Okay. And we'll end on, like, favorite actor, favorite actress. Right. So, first, first, favorite team. Choices are Chicago Bulls, Green Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers, or the Atlanta Braves. That's so funny. Why? Well, I, I mean, I got to go Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I seriously uh, doubt they won. I'm doing Bulls. Uh, yeah, you, you got to go Bulls. Yeah, and let me try to find the Wikipedia is organized poorly. Um, 
might not be him here. What? No way. The sports category might just have been omitted from this article. Oh, that's okay. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite female athlete: Christy Yamaguchi, Dominique Dawes, Lisa Leslie, or Michelle Kwan. Um, who was the first one? Christy Yamaguchi. <laughs> These are so many of them are figure skaters. Uh, (laughs) I gotta go. Figure skating was like super cool. Yeah, I gotta go. Chrissy Yamaguchi. I'm gonna do Lisa Leslie. She's in the WNBA, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty rad. She probably won. Or Uh, Michelle Kwan, maybe. Chrissy Yamaguchi won. Hey, oh, your girl knows the stars. Uh, I just found. The Bulls won favorite sports team. It was 98, so like... Yeah, um, I figured the Bulls probably won. Uh, all right. Favorite male athlete, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Troy Aikman, or Tiger Woods? I gotta go with who I, th- well, who I think should win and who I think did win, my boy MJ. Uh, I'm gonna say the same, and obviously, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Who are we kidding here? The actress, Brandy, Tia, and Tamara Mowry. Tia and Tamara. Or Christy Alley. Wait. Christy Who was the first one? Uh, Brandy. And then Joan Hart was the third. Right. I got to go Tia and Tamara. They won. Yes. As well. Yes. Sister, sister. Which is like two nominated in one category. Yeah, that's so funny. It continues. Uh, favorite TV actor Tim Allen, Marlon and Sean Wayne, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell, or JPT. Uh, I gotta go Keenan and Kel. I see. I'm gonna vote Jonathan Taylor Thompson, but. Yeah, and he won. Okay. I, he was just like... JTT won? Powerhouse, right? Oh, well, yeah. JTT was like, all the ladies love the JTT. And then, who knows where he is today. <laughs> Good point. Right. Good point. Well, I think we're running out of time. Let's just do it like rocket. Like, I was going like, to say, we're like, really close. Okay, so favorite TV show, Keenan and Kel, Sister Sisters, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or Home Improvement? Keenan and Kel. Yeah, me too. Uh, winner, doesn't matter. Gonna keep going. Oh no, it doesn't matter. Favorite animal actor, Buddy from Air Bud, Willie from Free Willie, the mouse from Mouse Hunt, or Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? This is hilarious. It's gotta be Buddy. It's gotta be. I'm going with Salem. I'm pretty sure it's Buddy. Can't find it. <laughs> Favorite song, Men in Black by Will Smith. Don't Speak by No Doubt, Mbop by Hanson, or I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans. <laughs> I'll be, I gotta <laughs> go missing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm pretty sure Men in Black. Yeah, uh, Men in Black's gonna take that one. Uh, favorite singer, Puff Daddy, Will Smith, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion. Um, uh, uh, Will Smith. Yep, me too. Uh, doesn't matter who won. <laughs> Favorite group: Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys, No Doubt, Hanson. Um, uh, Backstreet Boys. At the time, that's probably what time, I would have said. At the time, probably retroactively, I'm gonna say No Doubt. Sure. Um, 
but I was way not that cool. Uh, <laughs> favorite movie, Men in Black, Liar Liar, Titanic, or Batman and Robin. Liar Liar, legitimately still one of my favorite comedies. Have never seen it, but I will uh. You got to check out Liar Liar. I got to let you go, I buddy. Will. I know I cut us a little short because uh, oh, I, I couldn't get the well, Skype I'll, working. Okay. Favorite, favorite movie actress, Alicia Celia Stone, Uma Thurman, Christina Ricci, Beverly D'Angelo. Favorite movie actor, Jim Carrey, Will Smith, Janelle, and Robin Williams. Make Aww. your own choice. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Kevin. I didn't realize Bye. we were that close to the end, but I'll say Robin Williams and uh, Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I love you, buddy. Bye. Ooh, girl, need to kick off your shoes. Gotta take a deep breath. Time to focus on you. All the big fights, long nights that you've been through. I got a bottle of tequila. I've been saving for you. Beth, I want to start by asking you a question. Are you just doing this alone in your apartment right now, or do you have a friend? I am alone in a recording studio. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, like, way cooler and also a little bit more lonely. It's, I mean, but I've talked to more people in the last, like, five hours than I have in a very long time. I, yeah, no, you've actually done an insane amount of work tonight because I looked at the Google and I was like, oh, girl, like that Excel spreadsheet was <laughs> I couldn't believe it actually filled up, to be honest. I think when I threw it out here, oh. I thought it would be here and well, there, but. No, people love you. They want to talk to you. Not give you bathroom breaks for five hours. <laughs> I did have to leave right before Bill Green's to take care of that business. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Do you have anything, any specific Oceanic updates? Any, oh, say it again, do I have any what? Ocean-related updates? Oh, ocean-related updates. Um, yes, I do, Mary Beth. Yes! Okay, so this was brought to my attention by a friend of mine, we were we were on the ship together, and she likes ocean life as much as I do. Um, the oh, sorry, the, the cruise ship contract that I that I did with uh, she was one of my cast members, and um, so there, so there are these huge worms in the ocean. Uh, they're, they're like 20, 30 feet long. One was even reported of being up to fifty feet long. That's horrifying. And they started. Yeah, terrifying. Um, and then they started showing up off the coast of Japan. Mm. And then six months later, there was a massive earthquake. This mm. was a long-ass time ago. Mm. Anyway, in September, one washed up on the shore of Southern California. Oh, no! I know, right? They, like, predict devastating earthquakes. And there... um, and one, one washed up near L.A., where I'm moving in November, by the way. Oh. Good. Best of I'm luck hoping, to you. Thank you. Like I'm hoping, like if something does happen, maybe I can get like like it'll help out with like rent. Um, <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So that's been going on with the ocean. Um, ter- terrifying thing. Is that those? Uh, um, did I? I saw a video recently of these ocean worms that like come out of the ocean floor, grab fish, and then suck them back underneath. Yeah, they're um, a relative of the electric eel, and I forget what they're called, but they look like kind of like worms, but they're more like 
penis colored, they're more like white male penis colored than most of us heels, and they're wrinkly, like, they have, like, penis wrinkles. The wrinkle, wrinkles, like, kind of like Hillary Clinton's crow's feet, like, is kind of what the wrinkles look like, um, and they're gross. And they do that. Um, and, and there are also a form of ray that does that, too. And it's also white male penis colored. I don't know what it is. Why it's pants. the color of pants. <laughs> That's why. Oh, right. Yes. Um, white male penis equals sand colored. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what it is. Um, I can't imagine what it would be. Oh, we're both I idiots. Well, I don't know why they won't let me on science ships. <laughs> they won't let me on science ships so bad. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I'm trying to... Oh, uh, also, uh, ugh, a bun- bunch of shit's going on with the ocean. Um, what else? There was a massive oil leak, I guess. Uh, like out in the Pacific Ocean, but nobody covered it because it was the same day that Ted Cruz dropped out of the race, and oh. everyone was just like, "Nothing is, nothing is bigger more, news like, than that." A human oil spill, which is Donald Trump, like the Republicans are all going to die. Right, of course. So, yes, I, I want to say it's like Shell oil. <coughs> I don't remember because I think you're right. I think it was Shell. Yeah, so they really got off scotch free. Like, if I were BP, I'd be fucking pissed. Ugh. Um. Uh. Well. Oh. And then last fun thing about the ocean: humans are learning how to colonize that too. We fucking need it inside of um, it or on top of it. On top of it. So this uh country, this um, like there is this group of scientists and I guess probably architects that, and their whole mission is to like is, like, the expansion of the human race, essentially. Like, just, like, future humans is their mission statement. Oh, boy. And uh, they figured out how to make, like, a huge floating, um, essentially, resort town. Like, like a floating Abu Dhabi, if you will. Oh, boy. And, and with, like, a huge breaker around it, so it can either be tethered or just float. Oh boy! And um and it, and it, it won't like tidal waves could hurt it, but normal rough waves would not theoretically. Do you think that you would give that a shot if it was like viable living? Well, here's the thing that I don't see. This is where I think like science doesn't super talk to one another uh, enough, and and I know I keep <laughs> saying science as though. That's just like one. That is, it's <laughs> not an abstract concept. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just just just, just science. Um, anyway, so my biggest concern is that, like, in the ocean, there are regularly like tsunami-sized waves that appear out of nowhere in in slightly rough conditions, like. It's very unpredictable. It, they they capsized tons of ships. Ghost ship was based off of one of these. Not a real thing that happened. Oh dang! Cruise ship. Yeah, and so I'm terrified that would happen. Like day one, where it would just take or like Atlantis style. Yeah, like it's not like I mean, even if you go on a cruise, unless you're crossing the Atlantic, which if if you talk to anyone that's on that cruise, they will tell you it's like being on a roller coaster for twelve days. Yeah, the ocean doesn't want us. Why? Like, 
Uh, <laughs> humans are like the 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 guy that doesn't want to fuck you till you have a boyfriend. Like the more you say no, the more we're just kind of like, but we can. You know what I mean? Like it's, right, right. It's so stupid. Right. I I've, did see though, like the future of yachts is like a like a tiny home, like a big floating tiny home that has. Um, like a fishbowl, essentially, so you can kind of walk around and see. But you can only go where yachts already go. That I would totally buy into because I think that's cool. Right. Um. um all right. Yeah. I gotta let you go. I'm. Bu- I gotta buzz cool. in. It's so nice to see you. And talk Thank to you. you so much for calling. Best of luck in LA, and um, stay away from those giant worms. Thank you. you. I love you. They're tiny, so they also look like white male penises. By the right. Way. Yes. Uh, white male penis <laughs> equals sand color. <laughs> love you. Mean it. Bye. Up and change your life. You can have it all. No sacrifice. I know we did you wrong. We can make it right. So go and let it all hang out tonight. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask if we could change my like update to can we just talk about your dad and cats for 10 minutes absolutely <laughs> and it is so I'm thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because Meg Johns also asked me about my dad and cats. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's a phenomenon. It is. It really is. Um, and uh, it was so precious of you um, to ask about it when I saw you uh, after Adam's last show. Um, and well, and get to show you those little tidbits. <laughs> you know, I do appreciate it, and I want to say thank you for sharing that with me. Um, I mean, I just couldn't get it off my mind. I do I think... I telling everybody I knew like it was my dad. <laughs> that is so precious. She was the cutest. Um, how are you? How's your night going? It's going really well. I've had a really good time. Um, it's been a very weird, uh, like... There's been a lot of talk about, like, the passage of time because it had been so long since I had talked to a lot of the people. Um, so like a lot of conversations have been about like, man, can you believe like where we were when that happened? Like it's been, I've thought a lot about the passage of time in the last like six hours. And ironically, it feels like that much time hasn't passed. (laughs) (laughs) Time has like doubled up and also slowed down. Right. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, that's something I thought about when I was like, when did I talk to her? And it was like. I mean, it was. I think it was a year ago or so because I was still touring. I was going um, to so ballpark about a year ago. Different, yeah. I was going to ballpark Frank's about a year ago. Ballpark. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. So, since we, the one thing I did want to mention, um, and please ask any questions of your own. I'm kind of taking the reins here, and I'm. I want I'm a control you to. Freak. This is great. Charles is sitting next to me, so he knows. You already um, asked me about my dad and cats, and I didn't even really like talk about it too much, so I feel kind of bad. I, I mean, here's the thing: like, I also am like a, such a creep, and I remember that like people post stuff on Facebook, and they're like, "Oh my god, like, how was your vacation?" And they're like, "I didn't talk to you like before my vacation." <laughs> oh yeah, but you like. You posted it on Facebook, it's all on Instagram, so... But if people don't like, want... Yeah, I think cool. that's I think that's what we should be using it for, is when we have, like, human interactions that we just ask people about stuff. I like that. I think it's great. 
Okay. I mean, it's opened up a lot of conversations for me, and then I also got to see like footage of your dad and cat. So. <laughs> That's true, right? Look at look at how much it paid off. It really did. Um, I'm gonna let you gonna say? take the reins oh. back. Yes. Oh yeah, I was gonna say since we last talked, there's a big development in my you know my episode. Um, I found out I have a gluten allergy. <gasps> Julie. So, I mean. Because I know we talked about hot dogs and pizza. Right. <laughs> My two great loves besides Charles. <laughs> right. I, it is so stressful. Man, um, how long ago was that? It was, I, it must have been like a few months after, after I that. You. It was last, last summer is when I found out that I have like a moderate gluten allergy. I should avoid it if I can. Right. And sometimes I, I really do make the effort. Like at this point in my life, I'm making a lot of effort. But like two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, cake. Right, um, sure. I mean, so, I just, I talked to Kev or uh, Brian Duff earlier, and mm-hmm. his whole episode was about nutrition. So <gasps> we talked a decent amount about gluten and how uh, anything that you, like, eat too much of, you can develop an allergy uh, against. But also, if you totally cut something out, out of your diet then you can also like get really really sick when you introduce it back i wonder if that's what was happening to me because so recently i've been feeling like super sick and charles was thinking because charles is my doctor um, <laughs> he, he was because they when i did the testing they were like go and do a, um, a blood test for dairy just right. Like a separate test. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I found out about gluten, so I feel good. <laughs> 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 I just ignored it. So I have been eating a ton of gluten, and then I was like, okay, I need to, like, stop. Because we were in process, and I was, we just ate. All of us gained, like, five pounds. We just ate whatever was near us. Right. Well, yes, of right. course. Um, wondering if our jokes are funny. And, um, <laughs> And so now I'm, like, trying to get back on the train. I've just been, like, feeling really gross lately. And Charles is like, maybe you, like, have a dairy allergy. So for the, um, for the next two weeks, I'm cutting out dairy mm. to see if, how it feels. Let me tell you something about soy cheese. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Did you say it isn't fun? It ain't. Um, <laughs> well, and but I think that makes so much sense now because, like, I think I was – with the loss of gluten, I was self-medicating with dairy. Right. Does that make sense? I was like, oh, I'll just put cheese on everything and it doesn't matter that bread's not there. And now I'm like, I think I went so hard. That That's I'm like, so funny. The areas and handle it. yeah, Brian actually was telling me about a guy he knows who's a bodybuilder who got, who developed an allergy to chicken breasts. Because he just ate them so much because he's such a little, like, meathead. That's all he ate. So, like, you could be allergic to dairy. Everything in moderation. Yes, that is a really great lesson, um, and that is not how I live my life. Because <laughs> also, I'm, I'm also 30, and I love talking about being 30. Um, like, it's a badge of honor, and also my cross to bear. Right, of course, <laughs> of course. But I feel like you can't, you have to, like, I don't know, I just treat everything with, like, okay, it's not going to get any better. Like, <laughs> it's all downhill. I have to, work so hard to make things okay. <laughs> This is a sad way of looking at your life. Anyway. <laughs> um, do you still love pizza as much as you did when we recorded our episode? I do. And oh. I find that 
I don't know. It's just one of those things where if it's around, I'm going to eat it. If there's mm-hmm. extra, I'm going to find a way to save it and eat it later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I actually, earlier in the night as well, now I'm just doing all these callbacks because I have all this fodder. Uh, my friend Max uh, decided that a podcast project he wanted to start with me was going to like 10 different pizza places in Chicago. And like recording the experience we had while the, while we were there, so that might happen. <laughs> That's a dream. I think it'd be really fun. That's two of your skills, dude. That's awesome. I know. I know. It's uh, taking the show on the road. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Do you still like? When's the last hot dog you had? If you haven't been eating as much bread, is that something that you uh, you raw dogging? Well, you know, you know, I love to raw dog. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, um, so two things. One, the last hot dog I had was Saturday because <laughs> I um, let uh, this sweet girl who works in Second City and been like, for whatever reason, she she decided she wanted to like dress up as a hot dog one day and just like walk around town as a hot dog. So she borrowed my hot dog suit. Gotcha. And then she um, needed it again. So she came over and as payment brought Charles and I um, Chicago dogs, which is very, very sweet. That is um, precious. But Charles, speaking of Charles, he's always very good about, like, when he goes to the store, it's really the cutest thing, and I'm not just saying that because he's in the room, um, but he'll, like, try to find, like, gluten-free buns so that we can still eat hot dogs, Aww. or he'll just, like, if he sees, like, like today, we made, like, 100 gluten-free pan- pancakes because we've just had, like, every time he goes to the store, if he sees, like, a new gluten-free thing, he'll just buy it and be like, oh, just in case we need to make pie, like, with these pie tins oh. and like, all these mixes for things that, like, bags of breadcrumbs. Um, and we had all this pancake mix, and he was like, we gotta use it. So we made a bunch of pancakes today. Um, dairy-free and gluten-free. God bless his soul. That is um, precious. Uh, um, Julie. So on the train. I'm glad. I'm glad you're still getting to eat them every once in a while. I gotta let you go, dude. I know it. I know it. But this was a delight. It's a true pleasure to hear your voice and chat with you. Same here, and I and I hope I see you soon. One day we will sit down, and I'll show you that entire cat's recording. And we'll get a pizza, please. Yes, I love it. It's a plan. I'm holding you to it. I love you, and I mean that. Love you, pal. Thanks for having me. Of course. Cause we don't love you anymore. So hey, buddy. Hey, sorry. Oh, no, no. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Are you? I'm good. Are you exhausted? Um, I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm not exhausted. I'm glad I did it. Um, it's been really fun. <sighs> you know, I, I'm learning that people celebrate anniversaries because it's like they feel like they've accomplished something due to the passage of time. We're and, not dead yet. And one, we're not dead yet. Two, because of that, I feel like I've talked a lot to people about the passage of time since their episode and like things that have happened and can you believe it's been that long? And uh, that aspect of it has not necessarily been exhausting, but just kind of happened throughout. Yeah. Oh, man. You lost that foot. 
<laughs> but you, you trucked on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's been a big theme is like a lot of people have lost limbs, which is like pretty frightening. <laughs> <laughs> so, why, so why do they do so much improv by wood chippers? I'll never, I'll never understand that. That's why we had to leave. That's getting, that's why <laughs> it's getting too dangerous. <laughs> you didn't want your beautiful wife to lose a limb. No, she still has dreams of juggling. So, <laughs> how are you, my friend? How's Denver? Good. Denver's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do I have to lie and be like, yeah, oh, it's time I'm on. No, it's actually great. No, it's, I think you I really, should tell the truth. I'll try that for once. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I I really like living here. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, people are. Pretty nice. Uh, the what? I guess the weather's good. That's the thing everyone kind of just says over and over again. So. Oh sure, yeah. It's funny that that is what we go back to when we have um, nothing else to talk about. Right. <laughs> that is universal, whether the weather is good or the weather is bad. And um, that's kind of uh, yeah. That's what what that's what people talk about. Oh, isn't the weather great today? And yeah. that's, that's the extent of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's exciting you recently? Do you have anything specific that you'd want to talk about? Well, we, we, when I was on, we talked about podcasts and you, you now podcast, you're a podcaster, you're a seasoned vet. When I talked to you, I don't, you didn't even have microphones. No, I didn't. Which is crazy. Why do people have a podcast and then I'm going to have microphones? What are these people doing? Just had one little condenser mic that I sat on a kitchen table. Crazy. Now I talk into mics and um, they're all afforded me by... You've got levels? (laughs) Yeah, I've got levels. The figuring out Skype recording was uh, something I'd done before, but um, was like a re revisiting of that adventure. There's I actually like there's another studio here at the cards office where I record now because uh, Cards Against Humanity affords me legitimacy to so many things that I do. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, everybody's uh, trading in on them a little bit, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, they seem to be doing it with a smile yeah, but it's benevolent yes exactly exactly um so but there is a, a scarlet box is what it's um the brand name that like very easily records skype um podcasts so i've done that a couple times and that's okay. been a fun new adventure as well sure um but yeah it's are you are you tired of podcasting as a whole do you find like kind of dips in your enthusiasm for doing a podcast um i do get tired of finding time in an already busy schedule to do it why did why do you keep doing it then because once I get there and I'm talking to someone who I respect and find funny and interesting, it makes it all well worth it. It makes it worth finding time in my schedule to do that. Uh, see, that's why I had to stop doing a podcast. No one interesting to talk to anymore. <laughs> now it's done. Uh, Close no, that's the book. Close the book. So, so I've like I've stopped podcasting. I'm out the game. Yeah, I've, I've hung it up. You guys, I haven't been. I've, I haven't had my hour with your months, ex. Months, months. Hasn't been rolling in. I think my my co-host is mad at me for not doing a show, but I I just can't muster the enthusiasm to a podcast anymore. I feel like I've I I did as much as that uh, as much of that as I needed to do. 
Um, I do think that there very well could be a point where I feel burnt out on it. Right now, I'm uh, embarking on a couple of different projects um, outside of this one that I won't have as much like I schedule and uh, record and produce and post, you know, <laughs> that's so that, much work. That's definitely been what I had to tell myself at some point was like, if you take something else new on, um, don't do all of it. <laughs> Cause that's the part that burns me out. Yeah. That's why I had to stop doing things. I, yeah. my, my rule now is to, if someone wants to pay me, I'm, I'm up for it. So it turns out all those things that I was doing for free for so long, you people pay you to do them. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's to me, uh, more, I guess I'm not an artist because the money's, it's way more fulfilling. <laughs> Paying my rent is like just a delight. It's a real, it's a real treat. Uh, yeah. I can imagine that that would be very fulfilling. I think that's what I want to. Yeah. Is that where, is it the, the arc that you're on? That's where you're, you're trending, you think? Yeah, it's trending in the direction of what do I do to make that happen a little more immediately than right. just, um, you know, what do can I get on a, a five-minute SNL showcase or some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a path. I don't want to, you know, I, I know a lot of people put stock in that. But here's one thing uh, I discovered. I'm not saying it's, you know, I just I caught a lucky break is all. But when you leave Chicago and you leave all that pressure and you leave all that competition and you just get to relax and be just creative if you feel like being creative and not on the clock, it's an utter delight. I can imagine. Um, and... I'm glad that that's what you found. I'm glad that you're living that life now yeah. and are happy with it. It's, it's, yeah, I don't, I have no, when someone gets something, uh, I just go, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting for me. I do, I will be honest to say that I think I'm entering a point in my time here where the people who are getting stuff are like actually people I know. Yeah. And Where, you think you're better than them too. Uh, I don't ah, know about no, I'm that. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> you do. Um, sometimes. But it's to me it's like it is a whole different thing to feel closer to that than it is to just like know who someone is who got right. something. You know what I mean? Man, what a different beast that I'm just kind of discovering for the first time. Yeah, it's so it's interesting. So my new gig has allowed me access to uh, different people of a different kind of uh, infamy sure. or stature. Sure, yeah. And uh, you know, like it was. So it's interesting. So like, I'm we're right now. Like I, I kind of hang around a basketball team, and we're they're bringing <laughs> uh, they're bringing kids in for the draft to work them out. And we're filming them, and I just realized, like, oh my god, this is their SNL audition. This is oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. This is their. It's so f interesting to now watch someone else like have their Go entire through. life. Oh my god! Just up to this day, and their day is like they got to go dunk, and it's like, oh my, what you better dunk today, man? Yeah, geez, what a crazy like. But of course, that's super analogous. Yeah, and I and the and the kind of you know just seeing all of it, and and it's really yeah, it's interesting, and I like. 
the whole Chicago experience provided a different kind of insight into into that, I guess. That, like, pressure. I can imagine. But, man, what an interesting, like, different side of a similar coin. Yeah. I don't know. Just, to, like, how do you handle your most stressful day? And right. I, where I, I wilt. Like, I got nothing. (laughs) There's no steely reserve in me. That's why I never accomplished anything. (laughs) Bullshit. You just said getting paid to do something that you love and you're happy with it. I'm not going to pay much. Lights, we're keeping the lights on. Keeping the rent paid. That's about it. So, but it's fun. I'm having fun. And like I said, that was the the biggest thing. It's just like, oh man, I I can just do this for a job and I'm not. You know, now I'm just competing with the people I work with and not my friends, which right. is much, much nicer. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely a different beast as well. Well, that's awesome to hear, man. I'm so yeah. glad to talk to you. Yeah, man. You're the best. I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad this is all happening for you. I'm sure more things are going to keep happening for you. I hope so. And I'm glad to get to hear, uh, to get to see you soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked you guys are coming out. I'm glad this has all happened. I'm, I'm volunteering at the Comic-Con uh, Saturday during the day, but I, so then we'll get to do the show in the evening. And uh, Yeah, what do you like? Is there anything that you guys are excited to do? Do you have any questions? Um, I don't know if I have any specific... Uh, Most people want to go like, uh, hey man, how do I get drugs? Right, sure. I mean, uh, I've been to Seattle. I know them. what like going to a recreational dispensary yeah. is like, and you're I'll hip. probably do that when I'm there. But I don't you're necessarily hip, have you're like, a hip cat. I I've been at, I've been some places before. Also, opportunities afforded to me by Cards yeah. Against Humanity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that'll be a thing, but it's not like. The thing I want to ask you questions about, and right, because most that's that's like the thing people lead with. They go, right. uh, and you go, hey, yeah. Uh, I would just as soon say craft breweries. If you're a drinker, I'm not sure. a drinker, but uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, so much beer here. We're having, we're in the middle of a beer war. Supposedly. I love Breckenridge. I know that's a Colorado brewery, but I'm not sure if it's a Denver brewery per se. Right, but I think they're uh, one of the brands involved in said beer war. So. It's getting hot. It's getting hot on the streets. Um, well, I'm gonna let you go, right. Mark. Yep. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah. For thank calling. you. All I right. Appreciate talk it. to you later. Bye. The closest thing I could think of that I've seen recently um, to a horror movie was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, what'd you think? I liked it a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I I really liked, uh, I especially liked, uh, I don't know, this is like a little spoilery, I guess, uh, but I liked everything that happened in the actual bunker. Like, I didn't really need the last, like, 10 minutes I felt it was like different and uh trying really hard to like tie it back to the original um but the original idea yeah 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 what what did you did you see it I did see it uh I'm kind of I'm kind of in that camp too where you know a lot of people love the end and I'm not gonna give anything away there but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the what makes the movie so good is the interaction with the characters and the bunker. That is the heart and soul that those three actors yeah. were not so incredible 
yeah. bouncing off each other. It was like such a real, really nuanced script, and um, that whole interaction in our play made the rest of the movie great. Uh, for me, the very, very end, I was like, eh. I feel... I, I'm really glad to hear you say that, actually, because as as the guy who would like be coming in for the 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 monster movie ish part uh, and, and yeah. it still didn't feel good to you either. That makes me feel good because I listened to some I listened to film spotting about it and they like love the end. And I was like, man, it was like it's like you said, all the stuff that was good about that movie was when they were in the bunker. Yeah, uh, I. I felt like the end of the movie to me, <laughs> and this has happened with a couple of movies, uh, uh, where it just felt like, oh, that was a great TV pilot. Ha! <laughs> yes, right. Like I, I was just like, oh, I can't wait to watch the mini series that happens after this because it, it didn't feel like uh, there, there's an open ending for sure for any movie, and I right. feel like there's a bit of closure that happens with an audience. Right. And I didn't feel like there was that closure, and, and it's probably why we both really love the bunker because it's like well the bunker's over at least that had a like that had an ending right yeah and like and i even like have been talking to uh eric a little bit about it since we watched it and we're trying to like pinpoint what would have been more satisfying oh yeah um and i think i think even like i just didn't need to see everything that happened at the end. I, I feel like it could have been just as satisfying with like, even if it had stopped like somewhere during that sequence, it just, it's like, you, like it just felt like this thing that was kind of tacked on, but it was tacked on for like 15 minutes of yeah. a movie yeah. that we had watched an hour to an hour and a half of something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just like, Oh, and then this hurtful. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I don't think it was necessarily horror, but that was the, the most suspenseful, yeah, creepy... Yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it, for me, it's funny, because the genre of horror goes beyond just, like, the wham-bam monsters. I feel like when you think of horror, it can it can get very real. Like, uh, the television series Black Mirror kind of... Yeah, that for me in the first episode where you think it's a funny, and, and I don't think this spoils anything for anybody, the premise of the first episode is the Prime Minister of England is going to be forced to fuck a pig uh, because uh, a princess is uh, allegedly kidnapped. Right. Uh, so understanding that, uh, the demands are outrageous, and you're, and it's kind of a laughable premise. You're like, oh, fuck a pig? What is, what is that? But... Yeah, actually, when when Eric and I watched it, we the way we refer to that episode of Black Mirror is via one of the YouTube comments that they show on screen, and it's just PM gonna fuck a pig, lol. <laughs> and literally, like, it's so, but it's just like so accurate. Like, of course, some idiot on the internet. Would be the first comment on YouTube and just say, PM gonna fuck a pig, LOL. Like, God, that makes me laugh. It's like you said, like, that makes you laugh. Yeah, it's the first reaction, and then you see the audience, like, in as an audience member, you're watching people as audience members watch the event uh, maybe happen, 
Mm-hmm. It, it turns out like, oh, this is really funny to mm-hmm. the look on their face. Hor- they realize this is happening. That is they have to watch. a great example of just sheer horror. <laughs> That's horror. That is horror. It's not like a killer coming to get you. But that is horrific. Yeah. And to know that that's the manipulation that can happen in this world. Yeah. You're like, whoa. So I feel like horror works on that level as well as, you know, the uh, zombies coming to get you or the monster from outer space. And speaking of subtle horrors in my mind, I saw three movies, all of them very dark back to back. All of them have elements of horror okay. in my mind. Uh, the first movie is called The Invitation. Oh, I've, um, I've heard of this. It's on video on demand. Uh, I don't know if it played anywhere. It might have played at the Music Box. I honestly... Actually, I think it had a couple of special screenings there, and I think it might have been there two weeks, but I missed it. I got to see it at a friend's house. get a big screen, so it was like a personal movie theater or whatever. But it was an excellent film. Okay. It, the premise of it is a group of friends were brought together by an estranged... A friend of theirs, um, they get these very elaborate invitations to come to a dinner, and then at this dinner, they're introduced to a total stranger who has these um, ideas to share with the group, and from there, I, 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 I really want, I can't even believe I said so much, uh, I want you to watch it, and anybody okay. this, watch this movie, because it is fantastic. Is every performance amazing and out of, out of this world? No, but everybody is very, very good. Okay. And, and um, I think. I've heard good um, things. Hmm? I've heard good things about it. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And in terms of a uh, ending, you, I, I was gobsmacked. Okay. I that word. Just gobsmacked. Like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So, there. Okay. But poor Phil Penn, that's the movie with the ending for you. I'm in. I'm in. Second movie, uh, and this is a brutal film, uh, Green Room. Oh, that's on my list. Yeah, that was, that was a real, that felt like a grindhouse picture because the premise is so simple. Punk band, on tour, trying to get through, uh, gets fucked on a gig has to get another gig, you know, it's kind of gifted to them, and then things go wrong. And it's them versus, like, hardcore Nazi punks. Jesus. And like, yeah. And, like, the horror of that, and it's actually, it was actually really graphic. Wow. Really graphic vibe. I've heard really good things um, about both of these. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't recommend Green, the, but they're both amazing. Watch them both. Uh, Green Room is just pulpy, and it's not like, it's, there's not nuance to it, but there's still great character work going on. Okay. And I don't know, I suppose, that's, you know, maybe I'm, I'm misspeaking when I say there's not, not nuance, but it, because it revels so well in in what it is, you know, I guess you could say that's the nuance cool. in and of itself. It's a, it takes its time, it's not, it doesn't rush unless it needs to, you know, very well good. Cool. <laughs> I'm in. Very well, good. Me speak English always. Very well, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the third movie is more of a dark comedy, but when I think about it, there's kind of a sci-fi horror element to it, and it's called The Lobster. Oh, shit, dude. You have named three movies that like have all 
been on my radar that I've wanted to see. So I'm definitely going to see all three of these. Do it. Uh, so, I don't want to say anything about The Lobster other than it is fantastic. All I know is, like, the loose, like, if you don't find a mate, then you turn into an animal. Yeah. So, yeah, in the world that the lobster takes place in, uh, people have to be with somebody. Yeah. So, but they're heterosexual, homosexual, you have to have a partner in life. Dang. And should you not have one, or should you lose one, you are sent to a farm where... Uh, you're given 45 days to find the new love of your life. Dang. If you're unsuccessful in finding the love of your life, after 45 days, you are turned into an animal of your choice. Dang. I'm in, and man. I'm in. That It is. It's. That is. <laughs> your turn. Uh, <laughs> I can't you off. The, the only, the only, like. I have this weird hesitation about the lobster, and I'll tell you uh, before I, I let you go, um, because the guy who directed this movie, I believe, is Greek, and he made yeah. this other movie called Dogtooth, and yeah. I watched Dogtooth because the people on Film Spotting kept talking about it, and I yeah. did not like Dogtooth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is totally fair. And here's what I'll, I'll say. I have not seen Dogtooth. Okay. Uh, I've heard good things about it. Okay. I, after watching The Lobster, I'm more intrigued to go back. Right. And see it. Uh, the, the thing that... What, what was the thing about Dogtooth you disliked the most? Because may, maybe I can see if that element is in The Lobster. Sure, that's a really fair question. Um, it was pretty... Uh, I gosh, I can't remember too much um, sure. specifically, but I would say overarchingly, like if you ask me what I took away from my experience with that movie, is that it was pretty like slow to slow moving. Uh, when it did move, it would move in these very intense like like something would happen and you'd be like, "What the fuck? This movie? These people are fucked up." And then, like, the movie was kind of over. Like, it was just, like, this pretty yeah. slow thing, and then something incredibly intense and really fucked up would happen, and then you were like, what did I just watch? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Well, you're definitely going to get a what was that feeling at the end of The Lobster. Okay. I feel like it, it doesn't answer some of the harder questions that I've and, asked. And, and, and that's that, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. It, it doesn't ask it in such a way as like you're never gonna know what's in the box. It's like right. your your questioning is is better than that, and it makes you reflective uh, on life, on love, and that's what's really great. I think what the lobster does really well is leaves you with those hard hitting questions, not giving you those answers. It is very uh, I don't know, doctors, but it's very slow and then very quick. I feel like this is definitely a nice dance with the audience where it is okay. uh, a slow, quick, slow, quick. And you get these nice actions with it and uh, just a great ensemble cast Yeah, uh, that I think every performance in that movie is different than something than all 
all of these actors I've ever done. Wow. That... Like, I haven't seen everybody's body of work, but in, in this movie, from what you've everybody seen. is just giving it their all in a different way that I haven't seen. Holy shit, man. I'm sold. I'll watch all three of these. Like I said, I oh, literally yeah. have a list of movies, uh, like two watch lists, um, and Green Room was, was already on it. And I think I've thought about, <laughs> I think I've thought about, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've thought about adding the lobster to it, but I haven't yet. So now I will, and uh, I'll throw the invitation on there too. Well, awesome. And the only thing I'd say, uh, the last thing is uh, a movie that I neglected last time was Death Cabin. I think everybody should watch that too. Death Cabin. Uh, death gasm, like orgasm. Death gasm, death gasm. I see. I see. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm just going to tell you to watch it. All right, all right. Um, if it's too scary, I'm out. <laughs> I think you'll like it. All right, I'll believe you. All right. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks for. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got you. And I love that you do this. You're awesome. I love you, and I mean that. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.